0: Good evening. I did a while back a segment on his bondanus. I was asked why isn't his bondanus talked, taught, and so on and so forth. And I did what I always do. I try to be honest. I um, I very emphatically encourage people who are interested in his to read Ipshemachim's Fatim, which is a real uh, it's a manual on his bondanus by by probably, you know, Lubavitch's best mashbia. Certainly since the Holocaust. Um, and I spoke about the place for his banner, But I also spoke about the idea that Chassidus speaks to people where they are. sham, And not every person is always holding on the same level. And I received two notes that were critical, that were frustrated, they were almost pained by what I said. And I intend on dedicating the next two segments to addressing these points. But let me just say before I start, you're asking me my opinion. So I have to give you my opinion. I can't give me the opinion that you want me to give. In other words, if I disagree with you, I'm going to say so. And both of these comments were written in good faith, they're written very respectfully. But I don't agree with the people in the way they understand the Rebbe, our generation, Chasidus, and Chabad or Lubavitch, in my opinion. And now I'm going to read the first one and I'm going to address it and then I'm going to do a separate segment on the second one and I'm going to address that as well. Thank you very much for your weekly Q&A. Concerning your response about his bonners for this generation. Will you suggest that it is not necessary for everyone? Perhaps you mean, for everyone, perhaps you mean the kind of his bondage which you described as an imagery of the intellectual back and forth of the Maimir. I'm not sure exactly what imagery means, but fine. However, as a Baruchel, I always understood this bondage to be more of a reflection on the Bacheyn of a Maimed. In other words, how it should influence my life, or even my davening that I should have more of a sense or awareness, or before whom I stand, and how valueless everything other than tefillah mitzvah is, isn't this at least also what his bondanus is? Question. And can we say that this is not relevant to everyone? Is this not the Halach and shulchan that chassidus is not supposed to? just to that that Hasidus is just supposed to enhance the Halacha and Shulchan Arach of course they rebbe repeated it probably hundreds of times that, that are writes that before a person Davins he has to be Bunyan and Godless kailin Shifas adam, the greatness of God and the smallness of man and that's what this boy is speaking to and he's objecting to what I said about his Bananus because he feels that that's basic it's not only basic to is it's basic to Halacha with regard to the story you cited about the previous Rebbe, I remember being told that the previous Rebbe was against davening long for the young Bahrim who are not holding by it, and even about that, didn't our rebbe change that and say that our generation is different because of what is going on in the street. It is better that bachrim be involved in davening even when they are not holding by it so that they don't go to worse places, and the Mashpiam should try to elevate them so that they should hold by it. And then the conclusion is I was just a bit shocked because for me, this is the bread and butter of the essence of what Chalcidus is all about. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this with respect for all that you do. This is the uh, question. So I'm going to go over this a second time, and I'm going to read a point and then address it. Um, Concerning your response about his abundance for this generation, we suggest that it is not necessary for everyone. Two points. I didn't say it's not necessary for everyone, I said it's not realistic for everyone. His Bondanos has a definition in Hasidus Chabad. And the master of the Rabbayim on this subject, of course, is the Mitla Rebbe. He wrote an entire essay on his Bondanos, which is called Kuntus Haspailos. And if you want a more concentrated version of what the Mitle Rebbe says about his Bondanos, you have to just read the first few chapters of the Sha'ar HaYichud, where he again presents what his Bondanos is. And his is intellectual, that's what it means. His means, as I described it, thinking the long and short of a maimer. And it's supposed to be in detail. That's what his means. Now, there's a lot of other things that other people do, but they're not his bondanus. There's something else. And I addressed his bondanus in its classic definition, in its traditional definition. That his is an exercise of the mind, which requires a few very important requisites. Number one, an ability to learn and understand Chassidus clearly. Number two, an ability to organize your thoughts that you can review it in your mind in an orderly and a comprehensible way. Number three, the concentration, the focus necessary to think through a thought from the beginning to the end in its details in an orderly and an intellectual way. And then, of course, the number four, which is extraordinarily rare, that this exercise should actually turn over my heart and arouse and excite me for Avaydas Hashem. That's what His Bondamus means. And is everybody in our generation capable of His Bondamus? Not everybody in the Alter generation was capable of his bondanus. His bonanous, bachlau chasidus, but specifically chabad, and especially the pnimius Chabad, which is his bondanus, It's called a long short way for a reason. And not everybody can learn. Not everybody can organize their thoughts, and not everybody has that kind of concentration. As the Alter writes in the beginning of chapter eighteen, we should i take tzara, to understand and to be mizbayin and to avas Hashem and yiras Hashem it 's not realistic for everybody to do his bondanus if you want to talk about his Bonanus in truth what his Bonanus truly means it 's an intellectual engagement which requires a lot of time and a lot of work and a lot of determination and a lot of f- concentration. They do all special gifts. Can everybody do his Bonus? Sure. Kusche Leplet had the brain of a piece of wood, the previous episode, and he transformed his brain to become an incredibly Ovid but Kusha Leplu was extraordinary he was extraordinary in his will and in his dedication when you walk into a classroom of 14 year old Bahrim what percentage of those boys have the clarity in understanding just with that alone and then translate that into the concentration component focus and the numbers are reduced more and more that means realistically Certainly for young boys, very few capable of abundance. As they get older, that number grows, Um, but it always is deep and involved, and it's long short, that's what it is. I'm gonna continue to read. Perhaps you mean the kind of abundance which you described as an imagery of the intellectual back and forth of the mind. Of course, that's what it means. Like I said, the sources are the Quintus Ais Pilos, and the beginning of the Sharia Yichud is explained at length. And then it's repeated in so many other sources. In, in, my, in my modem of the later Abayim, we even have, so, to some extent, in a and a However, as a Bachar, I always understood this Bonanus to be more of a reflection on the Bechein of the Maimir. Now, my job is not to discourage you. My job is not to dissuade you. My job is not to criticize you. But thinking the of the Maimed is not his Banneros. Thinking the of the Maimed is learning. Anytime anybody learns anything, there needs to be a summary. It needs to be a summation. There needs to be an Akudah, right? Every idea starts with a point. Then it's developed and opened up. And if you understand it correctly, it ends with a point, right? The initial point is called the Kudas The final point is called the Kudas tamsis The proof that you understand something properly is that you can reduce it to a point. When you're learning Chsidis, that point is not only a philosophical and mystical point, it's a religious and a spiritual point. It has an avoider. And yes, we call that Bechain. But that's His bannannannus iunis limudis. That's not His bannannannus keidim That's learning. And that's good. And you should absolutely do it. But the classic definition or the classic use of the term His bannannannannus in Chabad is not talking about trying to understand the point of a it's about developing the ability to concentrate on the details of the mind. And I read on. In other words, how it should influence my life or even my davening, that I should have more of a sense or an awareness or before whom I stand and how valueless everything other than Teda and mitzvah is. Isn't this at least also what his bondliness is? And again, this is, we're speaking semantics. now. This is language, this is words. If you want to quote the Hayem which says Shleish is, is Hena, there are three, I think it's There there's three types of his This is called his unus It's in the first category. It's the contemplation that's involved in learning. When you learn, you have to draw a conclusion. And when you're learning Hasidus, the conclusion that you draw is that the Ibishta is the most important thing, and the word well, the Ibishad is meaningless. And I agree with all of that. But then there's his banneras Kaidimatvila, and then this is banneras his bonusus Kada Matfila is the true art or distinction of chabad. And um, it's much more involved than just trying to find a point of a mind that excites me and moves me. So we're really debating language. Your uh, issue with what I said is not about what I said, but how about the word. You're arguing that his bondanus means something other than I said, and I'm respecting that. But I'm also disagreeing. His bononos in Chabad doesn't mean learning and understanding a mind, but it means davening with it. And that's far more involved than what you're describing. And can we say that this is not relevant to everyone? How could you say it's not relevant? Is it not halach and shulchanoroch that Hasidus is just supposed to enhance? You're right. The haloch and shulchanoroch that a person is supposed to contemplate before he davens the greatness of Hashem and the smallness of man. And by the way, even that is not so simple and easy. But if you're think, if you're uh, defining his bonanus as taking a point out of a maimed and just thinking that point gives them the hate. My job is not to chasve shom dissuade anybody from any good deed. But the Chabad his bonanus is bepratius and not beklalus, is in detail and not in a generalization. What you're describing is reducing it to a point and just drawing a conclusion, and what I'm talking about is something which is far more involved. Now I'm reading the next paragraph. With regard to the story that you saw about the previous Rebbe, I remember being told that the Rebbe, previous Rebbe was against davening long for a young Bakhrim. who are not holding by it even about that. Didn't our Rebbe change that? I I, I really don't know how to eat this. There's a sikh of the Rebbe in the early Krochem of the where the Rebbe talks about sitting under a talus and falling asleep so the guy next to you thinks that you're davening. In other words the Rebbe said if, if fake it till you make it if you don't really hold by it do it anyway and I want to say two things in responding to this the first is this the Chalal the Rebbe in many many ways introduced us to what we call where the Rebbe speaks to us who are on a much lower level than the of earlier generations and he speaks to us about a Yoni Avoid that, that the Hasidim in early generations didn't do or couldn't do, and he says we can do it. Now, every word out of the Rebbe's mouth is true and actionable. Meaning, when the Rebbe says this, he's not just speaking words, he's giving a Kayach. But the Rebbe is not simplifying things. When the Rebbe makes statements like anybody could be a Tzaddik, that doesn't mean you're a Tzaddik. It means that if you work till your kishkes come out, you'll become a tzaddik. But if you skip the work and you skip the kishkes coming out, it's a fantasy. It's not real. And as far as I know, the idea that the Rebbe said that his bonus everybody should do it, whether you're holding by it or not. The only source that I know for this is the sikh that I just mentioned, where the Rebbe says, sit under the tiles and you'll fall asleep and the guy next to you will think you're davening. I'm not sure how that applies to Bahrim. I think this more applies to people who live in a generation that grew up around his bondness. But one thing is for sure, religion is serious. Davening is serious. Hasidism is serious, It's bonness. it's not a game. You can't just decide that you're a certain kind of Hasid and then you're that kind of Hasid. It just doesn't work that way. And, and to drive on my point, I'm gonna to continue to read. The Rebbe changed that and said that our generation is different because of what's going on in the streets. It's better that the brach be involved in davening even when they're not holding by so that they don't go to worse places. And the mashpiyim should try to elevate them so they should try and hold it. I don't know what the source for this is. I'd like for you to show it to me. But I want to tell you something that's very important to me. And that is, I have another concern. Boys and girls who were given a simplified version of Hasidus who burn out, who become so turned off by their own failure, that the exact thing that you're worried about happens from the Hasidus itself. When you mislead a young boy or a young girl and tell them that they're a big Chabad Hasid and give them a version of Chabad Chasidus that's missing the critical ingredient, and the critical ingredient, as I like to say, is a four-letter word. W-O-R-K. Work. And like it says in Chasidus, there's a two Hebrew words that denote work. One is Meise, Mem, Ayin, Shin, Hey, which is four letters. And the other is Avoyda, Ayin, Beis, Daladei, which is also four letters. And there's a HaKedish Shintanya, Vehoi, Yemaisa, Atztoke, Sholem. Veavayda, Atztoke, Hashket, Vevet, Sholem, Hashket, Vevet, and the Alta Rebbe has a whole letter where he explains the difference between the word Maiseh and the word avoida. Maisa means to push yourself, to force yourself, like Ba'as and Alat And Avoida means to work yourself. Avoida is even more than Maiseh. This is serious. And young children need to appreciate from their teachers that for them to grow up to be Chassidah they need to work. Working on a black gemara is more useful in life than imagining you're a big chassid and wasting your time. And your feeling that I'm sort of stealing something from the boys is offset by my feeling that I see of too many children who are given, and by the way, in many cases, not even given it. They take it. The kids, the 13 year olds, the 14 year olds, the 15 year olds, they all bigger chassidim than them. They know better, they understand more and they're undertaking, which them three, four times their age didn't undertake, to daven for four or five hours. They can't even concentrate on the Pira And I'm telling you that this is not as simple as what's going on in the streets. It's better that Baracham be involved in davening where they're not holding by, so that they don't go to the worst places. That would be true if that's how the story ends. But for too many Baracham, it's not how it ends. For too many Baracham, it ends with a frustration, And in emptiness, they're 18, 19, 20 years old. They didn't learn because they were busy davening. And they have nothing to show for their davening because they didn't work on themselves. So, I'm giving you my point of view, not only based on how I understand the Vahram in principle, but based on how I see what happens when you simplify Chassidus. Chassidus is for everybody period, and in our generation more than the other generation, but what is chassidus? And to sit at a bench for four or five hours with a sidr, when you don't even know what the words mean, if the boy would stay that way till he's 100, I'd be all for it. But that's not what I see. I see this boy getting a little older, and at first he's frustrated with himself, then he's frustrated with his teachers, and he leaves yeshiva. And the root of it isn't that he didn't reach the highest levels. He never worked. He just put himself into a nice picture. He made himself look good, and it wasn't. There was no work. If a person works, they'll get someplace. You could work at Davini, you could work at learning, you could work at nigleh, you could work at chassidus, but you can't imagine being a chassid and become it. Doesn't work, and that's my concern, and that's why I said what I said the way I said it. And in closing, I was a bit shocked because for me, this is the bread and butter, or the essence of what chassidus is all about. I agree. If if you mean his bonanous, that every time you learn a mime, you take a conclusion out of that you can apply it to your life practically, that is bread and butter of chessed. But his bonanous, it's not. And young man, take it from me: if you're a bacher, I'm close to three times your age. The only thing that lasts in anybody's life, bchalav, and in terms of Yiddishkeit, befrat, is the things that we worked hard on. And you need to work hard on yourself. Now, working on your character is a very difficult thing. Working on your concentration on your mind is a very difficult thing. But working to understand the Gemara is far easier. Working to understand the page of Alter Rebbe Noruch is far easier. Working to understand the Mai Hasidus is far easier. And please, don't ever do anything which is not involved in the because it won't last. It won't last. For most people of our generation, it won't last. I love to hear your thoughts on this with respect for all that you do. This is my response to this question.